Good morning. It's a live breakfast with Asha Terry, and we've got Chef Dave in the house. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We We're, have so many questions to ask you. We do because uh, this campaign is called What's in Our Food? And we are speaking to Chef Dave, who is a vegan chef and social media influencer and founder of the Vegan Academy here with us today. It's all about plant-based foods. Are you ready for the first question, Chef yes, Dave? All right. Yes. So first, we want, to take, we want you to take us back to the start of your vegan journey. What sparked this interest to both cook and practice a, a vegan diet? Why did you do it? Yeah. Uh, cook, I guess, is from as young as five years old. Mm. I just got passion into cooking and helping my grandma in the kitchen. So right after done my secondary studies, I wanted to go for culinary. So wow. that's why uh, my chef journey began. And right. also, I think it's about seven to eight years working what? as a chef. Then only I decided to be a vegan. Why? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so back then I was working with Disney Cruise. So we have been like given a lot of information about environmental issues, mm. how much we have to be sensitive about plastic because we are in the sea and, you know, cruising around and all that. Mm-hmm. So right. when I back Malaysia on a medical leave, so I got like really a lot of free time. Uh-huh. So this plastic issue kind of like bothered me a lot and Malaysia also implementing no plastic straw and you know uh, no single use plastic and all that so the awareness started here in Malaysia also so I started to like more interest about how can I be part of this like to be the solution for the environmental issue so when Mm. I do more studies and I realize one of the biggest reason of environmental issue is animal agriculture Mm. so as a chef I was shocked that what it has to do with food and environmental issue, you know, right. I I couldn't connect. But mm-hmm. when I started to do a lot of studies, watching a lot of documentaries, right. it makes sense for me. So for me as a person who believe in the values of love and justice, so mm. I question myself, so am I going to be the problem or am I going to be the part of solution? Mm. So it's an overnight decision that I decided, okay, let's try. If I can make it for one week, means I can make it for life. So wow. that's just a one-week <laughs> measuring stick? Yes, exactly. So the thing is, for me, I believe that plant-based diet definitely something sustainable mm. because like India population has been eating plant-based for years and I don't think so there are any health issues. They all are healthy and you can see how the population is growing, right? <laughs> so I don't think so any issue with plant-based diet. But mm-hmm. the problem is whether I can live as a vegan in Malaysia mm-hmm. or not. Ah. Can I still enjoy my nasi loma? Can I still enjoy my roti chana, teta, right? So that's the question. So if I can make it one week, yeah. I don't think so. It's a big deal. So that's where I started to experimenting, cooking vegan food and all right. that. And that's how the journey began. Well, obviously, uh, Chef Dave made it for longer than a yeah. week, which is why we have him on the show today. What's in Our Food is our campaign name. We are speaking to Chef Dave, vegan chef and social media influencer and founder of The Vegan Academy. More to come from him right after Nels Barkley and crazy. This is The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. And because we are into the next part of our campaign this week, it is What's in Our Food. We have got vegan chef and social media influencer, founder of The Vegan Academy, Chef Dave, with us. Seen so many of his videos on TikTok as well as other social media platforms. Which is exactly why we kind of were interested in 
how you hopped on over to social media and became an influencer. You know, you uh, are a chef. You're well-versed in different ways of cooking. You kind of hopped from normal chefry to vegan chefry, if that's even a word. (laughs) (laughs) So how did social media become your platform? Okay, so when I first became vegan, so I started to experimenting how to make Malaysian food in a vegan way because... Earlier days when I was a new vegan, even as a chef, because I used to cook Western food a lot back Mm. then in uh, my hotel or cruise. Mm -hmm. So Malaysian food is something that I love to eat and I cook at home, but I'm not like very pro. So I wanted to like search for some recipe. For example, I want to make bakute, but vegan version. Or I want to eat like roti chanai, but roti chanai normally they put eggs. So how am I going to make without egg? Mm -hmm. So like tetare, like use dairy milk. How am I going to? make tetare without dairy milk but it's gonna be the same so when I'm searching for recipes sadly I couldn't find many of them and most of the Malaysian uh, vegan content creators they put up recipes like Mediterranean recipe or Western recipes and it's so not Malaysian (laughs) so I was like no way so I'm gonna still cook Malaysian food I started to experimenting things and posting on my personal Facebook and people started to like hey can you share recipe it looks interesting how do you make it so I was like okay started to do um, recipe writing just in a written form and then slowly I was like I'm free, it's MCO and like, why don't I just make a video instead like easier, yeah. people yeah. can just watch. Right. Yeah. So it just started as for like fun or you know like MCO hobby kind of thing. But at the same time I'm like jobless at that particular time so I was like just doing it for fun. Never thought of making this as a career thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. But when people start to appreciate it and when followings keep increasing and I was surprised like since when Malaysian love vegan food? Back then, I thought I'm the only vegan in Malaysia. Because <laughs> you couldn't find anyone else was doing it. Yes, like I, I thought I'm the only vegan in Malaysia until I started to Google and I found some uh, small vegan community. And I thought not much people will be interested with vegan yeah. food. But what surprised me is, no, actually there are a lot of people... Uh, ready to listen, to learn, to, you know, there are a lot of teachable Malaysian that really eager to learn a lot about veganism. So that's make my journey like keep going. And like, yeah, from zero now we have like a team of six that are full time. We became a like one stop center for the veganism in Malaysia. I love that because, you know, the more people watch, the more accessible it becomes, mm. the more people jump on the bandwagon and mm. take it on full-time or at least part-time, which all goes towards your mission in life, right? Yeah. What did you say? Love and justice? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Good morning. It's Thursday. What's in our food? We're asking Chef Dave, who's a vegan chef and social media influencer, founder of The Vegan Academy. It's all about plant-based diets this week. Now, Chef Dave, you mentioned earlier that initially when you started, you couldn't find like Malaysian dishes that were vegan, right? So can you share with us some of your favorite dishes that you've managed to veganify or (laughs) turn vegan just by using like simple tricks or, or steps? Yeah, share that with us. Okay, for example, like, Ayam Masamera So I can make exactly the same basically If I don't tell people They will think it's boneless Ayam Masamera (gasps) I will use like frozen harissium mushroom Or they call it um, 
lion head mushroom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so it will give you the same texture like chicken breast. Wow. Yeah, wow. of course you don't get like chicken wing or chicken thigh <laughs> that kind of texture. Yeah, bones yeah. I can imagine a bit hard. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a boneless yeah. um uh, kind of version. Mm-hmm. So okay. basically, the only difference is instead of chicken. Swap it with that harissa mushroom or lion's, lion's man mushroom. mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's the only differences. So apart from that, like for example, omelet, like you know, like eggs, like yeah. what is the replacement for egg, right? And of course, in the West, like we can see a lot of food innovation and food yeah. science growing. So they can buy in a tub called just egg is like. You yes, just pour and then I you can make omelet. Right. Yeah. But here in Malaysia, how are we gonna do it? We still can buy in like um uh atas like atas supermarket. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> with the atas prices. Yes. Yeah, with the atas price. But like I, my mission is. I want the people who are in the B40, like yeah. anyone, can enjoy the Malaysian vegan food. So I use like chickpea flour, mm. chickpea flour, and chasit powder or like flaxseed powder. Just mix, and it will give you eggy texture. And then you can make omelet. If you add some black salt, it will give you the eggy flavor as well. Not only texture mm-hmm. and look. So it will look the same. So that's why when I put my recipes, I will be like. Telo dada tampe telo, and people like, <laughs> how you make telo dada tampe telo? Yeah. Like it's interesting, and because it looks the same, right. so yeah. people curious, the same. What are the ingredients? So when they look into that, mm. right, it's chickpea flour. Chickpea flour is high in protein, mm. yeah. and there is no any hormones. There is no any unhealthy right. stuff is going on there, and people like. Amazed with the recipes. All these tricks that you've okay. shown us. Yeah, I amazing. gotta ask you. This is a yes or no answer. Right? Is it possible to go vegan without sacrificing your taste buds and flavor? Yes. Okay. Then you, you heard it. it here. The light breakfast with Asha and Terry in the midst of our campaign. What's in our food? We've got with us here Chef Dave, vegan chef and social media influencer and founder of the Vegan Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's like interesting. And excited! What else? We're excited to have you too. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're like, okay, tips, please. Yes. Which is what I'm going to be asking you next uh, about the most challenging dish that you've had to adapt, um, and, and why? Why that was, and how you overcame that hurdle. Mm. Okay, I guess most challenging. It seems like there's nothing much, but uh, to you. <laughs> Yeah, because for me, the challenging part is the interesting part because you are learning something and right. you are like bringing something to the world, right? So I think, uh, but basically, if you really ask me, there is no such thing as challenging because basically everything is so accessible these days. Right. For example, like the mushroom I said, mm-hmm. and there is another type of mushroom, shiitake mushroom. Yeah. They use the stick and they kind of like go through a process and. They marinate and frozen it, and it's a very good replacement for like oh. mutton. So whatever mutton dish, you just basically use that. So right. it will give you the flavor, the texture, and everything. So when these kind of things are so accessible and so easy, and like definitely the amount of information that you can browse on internet. Mm-hmm. For example, we can bake cakes and cookies, like all the pastries in a vegan way. Like for egg replacement, what are we going to use in a yeah. cake? Just mm-hmm. use aquafaba. Like when first I heard of it, like what is aquafaba? I never even know what is that. 
as a chef. Yeah. So when I go and study about what it, what is it, by the way? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like right? Yes, like what? <laughs> Basically, it's just chickpea water, boiled chickpea water, or you just take canned chickpea yeah. and just take the water and beat like how you beat cream, and right. it will form up like wow. really white cream, so very airy, and you just add that into your cake batters and all that. Mm. It will give you like really soft. And spongy cakes and can add into your That's pancake amazing. batter. So you doesn't need egg. All you need is something that you're gonna throw on the drain. Become a beautiful ingredient that going to turn your dish it. so magical. It's, it's no waste. No, no waste. waste. And also, yeah, that's the thing. Like until I become vegan. I don't know many ingredient. After I become vegan, I'm like start discovering a yeah. lot more ingredient. I never use flaxseed and all these in mm. my cookings, but now I started to cooperate. I never use black salt. Now I know. Oh, what is the function of black salt? Yeah, I've uh, never you know, even heard of black salt. I was actually. just gonna say what? I'm learning new words just, being put together in strange ways. <laughs> yeah, is it unpolished salt? Like what is black salt? Okay, black salt is kind of like Himalayan salt as well, okay. but this give you some sort of like eggy flavor in it. So uh, yeah, what? you know, like like sulfur. Is it more? Yeah, sulfur? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right, so okay. when you add that into dishes that you want to make, like egg or something, yeah. it will give you that flavor. You see, amazing. We it, are learning so yeah. much. Yeah, and interesting that you're you're mentioning things that all have to do with things that look like yeah. and smell like because yeah. we often forget that eating is a is a all senses mm. exactly. thing so if we want to kind of yeah get on with a, a new way of living and being it has to kind of be pleasing pleasant and and um familiar yes oh. exactly learning so i will be finding out even more from our guest today chef dave who is a vegan chef social media influencer founder of the vegan academy a part of our campaign this week what's in our food right after safe house but with you on light fm What's in our food? We are finding out this week in our campaign focusing more on plant-based diets. We have Chef Dave, vegan chef and social media influencer and founder of The Vegan Academy in the studio with us today. We're talking about his transition into not only being a a, a chef who's gone vegan, mm-hmm. but a vegan eater himself that's right if that makes sense <laughs> and like so many other people who turn vegan one of the questions people have before they tr- attempt it is always will i be able to get enough protein if i turn vegan so with a rise of so many different types of plant-based proteins in the market um what would you say is like your favorite and why tempeh tofu mm. because cheap and the amount of protein that you get out of it it's quite a lot for example like 100 gram of tempeh you can get about 18 gram of protein like yeah, yeah, so it's it's quite a lot, and it's I don't cheap. even know what that means. Oh, oh tempeh! <laughs> no, no, I love tempeh. I'm oh, saying yeah. that in the terms amount of, the, of protein. I oh, think a lot amount. of people yeah, are like yeah. me, and we are completely unaware of how much protein we need in our exactly. diet. Exactly, like daily intake. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. daily intake for like females about forty six, for males about fifty six. That's average, and right. like basically, if we really question about ourselves, how much protein are we eating? Mm. Don't talk about vegan or non-vegan. Like yeah. we also not measure. But why, when it's become vegan, it's like a big deal. Suddenly. Like, oh, where does your protein come from? Yeah, so my question yeah. is very simple. Back to them. Where does the protein come from for the animals? Oh, where where they get they like you know the chicken or yeah. whatever we eat in right, animal right. agri- agriculture? What they are being fed? 
plants. Plants. So is that is that it though? Yeah, so yeah. So that's okay. the sources of protein, and right. then we eat the meat once they absorb the protein. So now we are just directly access right. to the main source. So like soy, black beans, kidney beans, red beans, you know, mung bean, dal, right. tofu, and right. there's so much of. Protein options, mm. especially we are living here in Malaysia, we are like really blessed with yeah. yeah so much of options to access to the raw ingredients and definitely it's healthier right and like no cholesterol right and yeah so it, it's a matter of like education interesting because yeah. so many of us have been programmed to believe that a main source of protein is normally meat yes and we don't think that we, that's why we always think going vegan oh no <laughs> where are we gonna get our protein from so it's great to be enlightened in this way that yeah. there is a great source of protein outside of meat yeah mm. How do you feel about uh, those uh, furgers and sausages? You know, the, the fake the burgers. Fake, are fake, yeah. Like, how do you feel about that personally in terms of having that in your diet? Something that is a lookalike or dupe to the thing, but isn't actually the thing. Basically, I think this kind of thing really helpful for people who are on a transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or mm. people who don't give a damn about health, but they just... On an ethical side, or they are doing it for environmental reason. Right. I think definitely it's fine. It's just like my question always back to because it's always like a battle or war between vegan and non-vegan world, or people who are practicing <laughs> plant-based diet and not also whatever. Mm. So they will be always like, oh, vegans are eating a lot of processed food, or vegans are eating a lot of like mock chicken, mock meat, right. this and that. Yeah. Mm. Then my question is, whenever you go to supermarket, go to the frozen aisles, just check out. How many section is given for vegan or plant-based products, mm-hmm. and how many are for the non-vegan products? So you go and see the nuggets, sausages, mm, bacon, yeah. all that are processed. Mm. All your frozen pizza and everything. Mm. Why you care about the vegans where they only have like one <laughs> fridge or two fridge in the house, right. right? So it's not about vegan or non-vegan. For me, it's completely about processed food and. Whole food—that's right. a whole different, uh, different topic. Okay. And for me, it's like this kind of transition product or alternative protein is very important for the future. I mean, if we're concerned about ethical or concerned about environmental or health, mm. this kind of product should be exist in the market to supply the demand of the growing market of the plant-based eaters. The light breakfast with Asha and Terry. This is the campaign we call "What's in Our Food." Finding out more about the things that we eat with us today, Chef Dave, vegan chef and social media influencer, and founder of the Vegan Academy. You were saying a little bit earlier on about you know your mission behind jumping over to becoming a vegan, and also that it's not difficult to equal flavor and um, satisfaction from be- being a vegan, eating yes. vegan food. And you've also stressed very, uh, quite a few times about the importance of nutrition. It's not about what you're eating. It's about the nutritional mm-hmm. value of what you're mm-hmm. eating and thinking about mm-hmm. what you're, you're choosing to eat. Exactly. So what would be your top three tips then for people who are want to try being vegan but are apprehensive and they have all their different worries? In your experience, what's been the three stumbling blocks for people starting and what would you say to help them overcome that? First of all, I think you have to start educate yourself, understand how does a vegan diet works. Like mm. you know how people like. I think it's a very 
simple to answer like oh you can get protein from all this but for people who has been eating you know meat based diet it's it's even though as simple as abc but it's something where like you know it's like yeah. a big wall in you front mean of you it's like you. a mental block yeah 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 yeah, yeah. even block? it happened for me in yeah, the yeah. past right when i first transitioned because i have been eating all sort of meat and stuff and mm. suddenly now like Oh no seafood no red meat no <laughs> yeah. you know more, no poultry anymore so it's like then only when at the beginning i'm only like eating tofu and tempeh tofu tempeh tofu yeah. then when i get bored i started to follow like other influencers or like uh, food channels what vegans actually are eating mm-hmm. then i started to oh introduce black beans i never eaten that in my life so i started to because it's a very western thing yeah. but actually you can cook curries you can make a lot of thing with that can make sandwiches and stuff so slowly i introduced to a lot of ingredients right so for me first is try to find some vegans that you find will be give you some inspiration ideas or will guide you in this journey follow them and learn from them like the one that speaking right now yeah so i was going to say <laughs> let's let's just jump in there so what's your instagram page for people to follow uh chef dave vegan journey chef dave vegan journey okay and for for non asian food who would you suggest they have a look at as someone that you okay. think is great Okay, Pick Up Lime. So this Pick is the channel give me a lot of inspiration because right. Pick Up Lime um the the person who is running that YouTube channel she is a nutritionist oh. and then she became a vegan. So right. her food is like very nutritional base and all that. So it's like there's no way you can go wrong with her recipes and right. the way she presented. Yeah. Okay, so that's two two variations there. All right, and last tip for someone who's sitting on the fence. Okay. So for me I would say uh the decision has to come from you like whether you want to be vegan or not vegan or plant based or not uh but most importantly just go and ask yourself why you want to be one or you mm. want to try this diet because that big why is very important for keep you going not just doing it for a short mm. period of time right, right. Okay. like you know like a party yeah. and then it's like <laughs> a trend sometimes people just do it for fun mm. I mean there's nothing wrong to do that as well but it's just that if you really have big why you will like keep going mm. but all i will advise is if you really jump into a vegan diet just try to eat variety right. don't eat the like don't be like me everyday tempeh tofu just eat varieties of different types of lentil nuts beans and vegetables eat colorful rainbow right. color is it just eat different yeah. colors of vegetables and fruits and right. just corporate different type of food just don't go to the same thing mm. and also try to apply sukusukus paro so yeah <laughs> i don't know is, what that means uh, uh quarter quarter half don't don't <laughs> be extreme was, don't was, be extreme. I was yeah. lying. I was yeah. lying. <laughs> yeah, b- basically it's like uh like just just uh you know you take quarter of protein and quarter of carbs and also fruits and vegetable half of your plate. So I think in that way you will never go wrong with a whole food plant based diet. I'm saying whole food plant based diet because it's like try to cooperate more whole food not processed food right. because vegan food vegan food or vegan cuisine can be very unhealthy as well mm. equally mm. as like anything because french fries is vegan yep. mm-hmm. ice creams can be vegan salted nuts yeah. are vegan you don't want to eat that sodas are vegan yeah. so you cannot say vegan food is healthy yeah. but whole food plant based guarantee is healthy because you go for whole food yeah. not processed food and definitely you will never go wrong yeah